0: off as we go over naomi number two for dc uh to recap this is from the wonder line it's uh actually been a run of books since we started uh season five uh we did uh i think bro uh, sandman got dropped off you okay sandman okay it's all good it was just me monologuing uh yeah so we're up to naomi uh, um just to recap something. And again, this is the wonder line of books. We've been reviewing a few of them. We did Young Justice. We did the Wonder Twins, which we liked. I did, at least. And um, <laughs> Naomi is the next book. And we did Naomi as well as when that came out. It's basically about a girl who lives in Portland where there was an incident where the Super Friends, primarily Superman, came over her town And she's a Superman stan. And she didn't see it happen. And everybody's talked about it. And she's like, how in the world did I miss that? But there's a mystery to um, uh, solve about her history, her origin in and of itself. And so issue two picks up with that, where she is talking to the mechanic in town who had revealed in the previous issue that um, the last time some superhero shit happened in this town was the day that she got adopted. Well, how did you know when I got adopted? I know, Brother Beavis. You did check out on this, so I'm just gonna keep you included. the uh, mechanic's name is Mr. D's, and I'm like uh, every time <laughs> I refer
1: to this, it's gonna be <laughs> Mr. D's nuts. So
0: if you're gonna get sick of this joke, uh, it is the joke of three. Uh,
1: my so my my big question was: Does she have a yeah. great name? Does she have, an, have no. a dog? Because this is starting to sound like a, of a
0: little bit. And you know, and and this is kind of one of my notes that I had on here is that. Nothing really happens in this book. There is no action really in this book in terms of no. like superhero stuff. Like none. Um, none. It's just like unraveling. Yeah, it's just unraveling this mystery. So Mr. D's nuts is like, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be here. I'm not telling you anything uh, about this. And it's a real. He's a real big dude. You know, he looks like he could be a supervillain or something to that effect. She goes like to her old- parents. Yeah, she goes to her parents and just like, okay, so I was talking to Mister D's nuts, uh, the mechanic, and he was saying that he knew when I was. uh, That was the day that I was adopted, and he's like, "What do y'all know about?" And like, you know, who was? Is he my birth father? Does you know? And they're like, "It was a closed adoption." Her parents are completely totally lying in this whole thing. Like, we don't know anything about Mister D's nuts. Like, he's just, I don't, I don't know. Why are you talking to him? You shouldn't have gone over there to see him. Blah, Blah blah. Like this whole like thing, but they're completely lying through the whole thing. And it, you know, again, this whole book, and again, and I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. I'm saying that if you were into this for comic book like stuff and like boom, bam, biff, snick, uh, and, uh, onomatopoeia, you're not getting it in any of this issue for issue two. This is all dialogue, character driven stuff. And, you know, she goes and she talks to her friend. Her friend tells her, you know, she talked to her mom about Mr. D's Nuts. And she was like, oh, he, you know, my mom said he came from Ironheart. And she's like, Ironheart, that's a prison, like, for supervillains or whatever. So mm-hmm. Naomi leaves her house and sneaks into Mr. Me- the Mechanic's, um, uh, like, garage, garage or whatever. Yeah, she finds a yeah. picture of him when he was younger with this girl that looks exactly like Naomi. And, you know, she takes the picture. He shows up like, who is this? And, you know, you need to tell me who it is right now. And, that you know, that's essentially the end of of issue two. You know, roll cut tape. And, again, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying if you go into this looking for comic book stuff, that's not what it is. This is a character-driven, like, drama, in a sense. Like, I'm sure maybe something's going to happen. Yeah, there's a little reveal in there that she – yeah, there's a yeah. mystery. There might be some sort of thing with her possibly having powers. It it was kind of teased in there. I don't want to spoil too much, but that's pretty much it. Like it's just the it's a mystery at this point at two issues in. Uh, Brother Beavis, you read? Or, sorry, Sandman, you read it. What did you think?
2: I mean, for what it was, it was okay. It was um it, like you said, it's not really anything superhero. Really, not really related. It's kind of on the fringe of a. It's just a story on the fringe of possibly being maybe she's uh, got powers like you said uh, in the future i mean it is it's okay it's but it's just exposition and that's about it yeah it's, it's a mystery yeah, it's just like a yeah. soap
0: opera almost really really almost like a soap opera just with like comic book characters and again not in a bad way i, I think i hope i'm not saying that this like this is yeah, terrible, yeah, yeah, it's not it's bad not. it's not bad no it's not it's just like okay like i'm gonna read this book for you know a like, go, oh, i want to read like a mystery okay yeah this is the book for you if you're looking for action and you know fighting and this that and the other that is definitely not it and um you know it really depends right but you know again i i, I give it a thumbs up i thought the first issue was okay i give this one probably whatever the same thing there you know mild thumbs up uh salmon what do you say up middle yeah. down. same i mean same thing
2: i mean i, I like the art um it's yeah, it's, the a, art, man, it's a beautiful book yeah, yeah.
0: And the dialogue yeah, is great, too. This is David Walker. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of David Walker, whatever. Like, I mean, right. it's not that. It's just you got to determine what you're going into with these books. If you just want, like, mystery and, like, oh, wonder yeah. what this could be about with some superheroes in the background and shit, this is the book for you. Yeah. Get Naomi. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next up. Thanks, DC folks. Next up, really, uh, <laughs> guys, I didn't send y'all the order. In my notebook, I have Captain America next. So, y'all want to jump into Cap. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, Let's jump into Captain America. Wait, did I finish my notes on this book? No, I did. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Uh, Brother did you you read Captain America. You want to take lead on Cap?
1: Yeah. So... There's a... Before you get into (laughs) that, there is a uh,
0: running theme uh, in Captain America number 8. I'm sure you catch it. Um... But if in case you don't, I, I certainly do have it. There is a running theme for this podcast since uh, we ever started the Common book Books podcast. But go ahead. Hmm.
1: The, so the theme that the theme that I thought is ru- the running theme is that you and I share a that brain, too. <laughs> and I have tried to make sense of these books that mm-hmm. I read this week, and, and there were two of them. I was like, I don't know what the fuck just <laughs> happened, and then when I was like, like. So, so when we were prepping for this night, I was like, I don't. These books are confusing. And you were like, Is it this one and this one? I was like, yes. Yeah. Those are the two that are confusing to me. And this one you kind of liked. Yes, I kind of liked that one too. And I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So, the, so, so uh, for the this, we're on Captain America number eight. Um, and it's been a pretty good story actually. And then seven episodes now. The, the jumping off point was uh, Gen- General Thunderbolt Ross got murdered and uh, <laughs> Steve Rogers was implicated in his death and he surrendered himself and he's made the mistake of uh, bringing his new girlfriend to his lawyer's meeting with his <laughs> old girlfriend but we're going to leave that as soon. That's on the yes. previous podcast. So alright so here's where it all fell apart for me. So the opening sequence is there's this blonde-haired muscle dude doing pull-ups in prison, uh, in the backdrop of some chick with straight hair, mm-hmm. um, who's you know, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, is this Steve and uh, Sharon Carter, who I still don't understand how she's old, and I I can't tell blonde hair from gray <laughs> hair, and so the whole thing just threw me off right now. Like I don't even know where to start because there's this whole like, this blue bubble like. Um, there's this thought bubble narrative that's going in about that's been through this whole <laughs> thing. And so that's the whole thing that threw me off. It's like, because it seems like it's Steve narrating the story, but now I've, I've gone back and seen that he actually has like a, a Hydra uh, 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 tattoo mm-hmm. on his chest. Now, and, I, and again, I had to get to the end or go back and like, Oh, that's not Steve. He has a Hydra tattoo. And that's not Sharon. That's mm-hmm. Alexa. That, yeah. Anyway, so on the yeah. first it page... It was confusing. Like, I, I... Yeah, I was totally lost.
0: <laughs> no, you're wrong? not... No, no, no. I no, no, when no, I first Pretty read it, plain. too. Yeah, but I knew that wasn't Sharon. Carter. And I was like... Yeah. And he, you know, he name-checked her. And then I was like, oh, okay, so this uh, whatever dude that she rescued or whatever, Red Skull, spoiler alert, read the first seven issues, that this dude is pretending to be Steve Rogers and um, so there's obviously some nefarious plot or whatever because you know after that
1: yeah but that dude was a different guy yeah right? but I
0: think he grew his hair yeah. out and stuff like I think that's what they're trying to tell us like without telling us like yeah because he's in prison yeah. also it looks like okay. like he's at least tra- tra- training for prison like he's doing you know the, the prison workout he's doing pull-ups
2: days. and stuff yeah
0: yeah so but I think that's what it was
1: yeah. Hey. Yeah. So anyway, so on the plus side, it's um, let me get my Kubert's right. Yeah. Adam Kubert art all throughout. Right. And still, yes. still great. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the one thing is, this is a very uh, Wrecking Crew heavy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the entire Wrecking Crew in it. Crew yeah. Crew have. Yeah. Taken a lot of yeah. beatings on this. Uh, on that this was podcast. the that was the other
0: that was uh, so the other oops. theme that I was like, yeah, this is a running gag on this thing that the wrecking crew sucks. <laughs> 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 they constantly getting their asses beat.
1: Yeah. So the main story is that um, uh, Von Strucker has uh, sort of pieced out of their prior conversation to uh, accept responsibility for having setting up a jail with all these super villains which is either simultaneously tormenting or conditioning for presumably whatever his next uh, story arc is and he uh, decides to pick the biggest guy in the lot to make a make a uh make an example of which is mm-hmm. the record and i think if you've listened to this co- this podcast enough you know that the record doesn't get a lot no. of
2: respect,
1: but apparently amongst the yeah. incarcerated supervillains, <laughs> okay. he does.
2: Well, they do mention that he's gone toe-to-toe so, with Thor, like, twice, so
1: he gets
0: a little bit of respect. Yeah, oh, you yeah, got that?
2: Okay, yeah, well, hold yeah.
0: a a going toe-to-toe with Thor doesn't mean that you beat Thor. Like, no, you no, got beaten by not. Thor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, beaten down no. completely every time. They, they, they tried to throw him a bone. They tried to throw him a bone. That's, that's yeah, about it, though. Yeah, yeah so that's terrible. Just, just trying ahead. to be fair. I understood.
1: <laughs> so there's a sequence where you know Cap is like trying to stay out of the fray, but he, gets, he has to contend with Bulldozer and Piledriver. And just based on the fact that those are also members of the Wrecking Crew, I think we ought to gloss <laughs> over that. The, the, the main story is that like um, Sharon is trying to negotiate with the Kingpin for some story that's not yet been revealed and there's several, several pages about that um, and then the grand finale and this is where it all yeah. fell apart for <laughs> me so I think Alexa and this other Steven with a Hydra tattoo are flying in a plane and somehow Celine steps up from mm-hmm. behind him and tries to drain his right. power and he flips her over and realizes he has his own powers and then she uses her mysterious X-Men powers <laughs> and then I thought she like actually dissolved yeah. his hands but then when I actually looked at the art it's there and then now he's about Hydra but I thought he was about Hydra yeah. before and so this whole, this like, the last five pages, I was like, I have no idea yeah. what's happening.
2: Yeah, uh, it's confusing.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, my thought, my, I didn't get it either. My thought was is that they were trying to get to this point where, um, that he is finally, he, he's leveled up to the sense that he could take whatever Celine was trying to dish out. Um, and... You know, whatever she's able to do to him, he's gotten to the point now where whatever finished plot line that they're headed to, he is strong enough to do it. That's kinda how I interpreted it, but I could No, but the
1: but the next the next the next Captain America number nine says no costume, no shield trapped behind bars with a thousand villains. So the actual Captain America is still in jail fighting the wrecking crew and other B yeah. series villains. Yeah. And I think this is the guy from the beginning who he's already got Hydra tattooed on his chest. I don't know what they had to com- the, like what they had to do to commit him yeah. to Hydra. but remember
0: the whole theme of this was like no shield, you know that they were trying to take away the shield. like so th- yeah this this no name yeah. this no name person could assume this identity of Steve Rogers or whatever that they're going to make uh, the, this red skull dude. Whatever he is or whoever he is is going to assume some version of a role because they're in the book little you know, Cap is like, oh, you know, I'm not, I, I need a new name, you know, so we're going to get to this yeah. point where whether this dude assumes the mantle of trying to be Captain America again or whether it be Hydra Cat and then Steve goes to, you know, one of his other alternate identities. You, you know, we're going to wind up seeing the fight that way as they try to transition Steve out of this whole, you know, murder of Thunderbolt Ross thing. Like, I like I, I think it's building somewhere, and over the course of this book, I think it's, it's made it to this point, although it, this book was kind of confusing uh, because it didn't really flow, and even though there's a little bit of action in the middle of it, it's really kind of a filler. You know, it was cap filler. Um, so I, I yeah. you know, I, I totally get what you're saying because it just you know the the books.
1: And the other thing was the big reveal from last time was this all yeah, the squad, yeah. right? And there's like a a, a token reference to that with Misty Knight and Mockingbird and yeah. White Tiger, uh, like bringing up the laptop yeah. <laughs> for the. The Foreigner. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: No. yeah. It,
1: yeah, because that...
0: Yeah, 7 ends on this whole thing. Like, oh, shit, we're about to see the Dogs of Liberty or whatever. Like, hey, let's see him kick some ass. Yeah, you see him in, like, two panels. Well, okay, that's great. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. very I mean, last of the
1: book. It took them 28 pages to unlock the laptop yeah. <laughs> to open up the Wikipedia page for The <laughs> Foreigner. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just... So, yeah, I was... I, I, This is one where, like, I, like, I had to... I, it really, I I had no idea that the guy at the beginning that was doing yeah. pull-ups wasn't actual Captain <laughs> America. Like, I had to go back and, like, notice his tattoo. And it's just, it's just, there's something yeah. missing. No, I get you. As yeah. far as, like, cohesive I storytelling. You. Yeah. I,
0: that makes perfect sense. I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, again, the book has been... F- The funny thing is, you say that, and it's it's still consistent with the rest of the book. You know, there hasn't been, like, a lot. There hasn't been any real lows for this book. There's been some highs, but there hasn't been any lows. Like, the bottom hasn't fallen out on it. It's just been, like, fairly consistent throughout its eight-issue run here. So, even though that was confusing, it was still a consistent book in terms of the tone for the previous seven issues. So, I mean, I, you know...
1: It, right. speaking of consistency it was the same creative team yeah. throughout which right. is something that more and more I'm seeing like under yeah
0: agreed, of these books. Yeah, and, agreed but yeah and funny you should say that because all these dudes are about to take Cause yep, it's coming up. <laughs> yep, the war of the Realms. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's oh, no, taking boy. three months off so uh, yeah Bleah, God, I kind of hate that we're going to have to review that shit anyway alright so yeah thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle uh, I'm I'm Firmly in the middle, like I, I I feel very good in the middle. I couldn't give it a thumbs down, but I feel it's a firm middle. It's definitely not ticking up, uh, brother. Beaver
1: Yeah, only down in relative to uh, other issues yeah. in this arc. Yeah, but you know, not bad. Just not not
2: yeah. one of the best. Agreed. Sanme. Uh, in the middle. Yeah, it's just the confusion of the story, kind of like, and I'm guessing they're gonna. Answer those questions later, but I mean it's consistent. Uh, cause confusion aside from what we've been reading before, so yeah, it's about in the middle for me.
0: Okay, keeping on the Captain America train, uh, let's get to the Invaders number two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, it's the <laughs> I told you. It's
1: I've been I've been looking for an opportunity. To my opportunity bad. To Ooh, I think myself. we got another one
0: coming up, don't we? <laughs> I
1: never get to speak. My about bad. Secrets. Um, you know what?
0: This feels like February. <laughs> you know, well, but you know what? I may hold that off because if we go through uh, Invaders now, then you're done for the podcast cuz you didn't read the other books. So I might skip around here. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. To, you know what? Let's go to Spider-Man. All <laughs> right, yeah, one more. Oh, him. you had Fantastic Four. Okay. So let's do the Invaders then. Um uh I'll will take it. Uh it's essentially it's the mist. what happened to namor after the war basically and talking about a book that's confusing from the text chain um yeah. this one jumps all over the place from present day to 1944 to 1945 to whatever again another beautifully drawn book by the way Mark, we i don't know if we mm-hmm.
1: yeah so uh, okay so in 2019 who the fuck knows the difference between 44 and 45? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is that? Did, did you have to make a, a distinction? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. It's pre- and post-war, but I yeah. mean, come on. You're asking <laughs> a lot from uh, the modernist. Yeah, this society. is also true. <laughs> right,
0: So what happened to Namor? The Human Torch, Android, uh, whatever, Jim, whatever his name is, he's still trying to figure out and write his... Thank Jim you. He's hands. writing his book and trying to figure this out. He went and visited the Peterson family, which you know had an old man that had fought in the war with all those dudes, and at the end of the thing, he tried to give him a picture, and it showed a picture with Xavier and Namor, and trying to unravel this mystery. And the book goes back and forth in between. We go to Atlantis. We come back to like above-the-surface world. We get a, a crazy appearance out of nowhere, a freaking Spider-Man villain. Uh so yeah. So anyway, in January of forty four, Cap and Bucky are on a Nazi ship. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. He, he's
1: taking
0: yeah. out not he's taking out Nazis Winter Soldier style and uh he gets caught and he gets thrown into the water and very much, very winter, much soldier winter soldier style. style.
1: Like yeah, yes, absolutely.
0: And he gets thrown into the water, he hates water as a, a thought box that comes out of there.
1: Yeah, I think let's elaborate on that. Like the the whole Cap drops onto a ship and yeah. wrecks ass. <laughs> that yeah, This is absolutely completely
0: Winter Soldier. Yep. Uh, Namor makes the hot tag save. while he's in the water, and you know, in present day, Cap heads to Atlantis to confront Namor. Um, he's greeted by the terrible freaking villains we saw reviewed in that Avengers. But with Tiger Shark and uh, the Okra. No, uh, Okra. O- or- uh, or- okra. Okra. Okra.
1: Okra. Yeah. yeah o- he's off. like I'm. Okra is a vegetable. Allegedly. Yeah, thank you. Orca <laughs> is a killer whale.
0: My note. My note here says, "Cap, I'm here for peace." Uh,
1: uh, tiger shark. Fuck that, nigga. Um, <laughs> my note says, <laughs> "Hey, and and I want to throw this out here. Like, tiger shark, there, there's a, there's a sequence of the John Byrne." I, th- I believe John Byrne was still writing it while Jay Lee was drawing it. There is a sequence of that series, the Namor series, where Tiger Shark is a relevant villager yeah, really. and it's a decent wow. story arc. Um, and
0: this, this is, is not awesome. it. Yeah, he's terrible here. Um, yeah, they 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 attack Cap, him and Okra. So I was gonna be Okra forever now. Uh he attacked Okra and they they cage him and with Hydro Man and Hydro Man is like a defeated man. He name checks him with his real name. I was like, that's that's Hydro Man's real name? Cap knows like some really low rent villains.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cap's the only one that knows <laughs> his real name. <laughs> yeah. Spider Man knows figures. his real name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah. Well, Cap and if I recall correctly, Mary Jane. Who in the Spider Man cartoon? Oh, no. no. Re- Re- yeah. Neogenic yeah. Recombinator. Neogenic like, Recombinator. Neogenic Nightmare. Yeah. The, the Neogenic yeah. Recombinator was the Hydro Man was created because he had the Hot yeah. Mary Jane. So, I'm assuming she, she probably
0: knows his does. name. probably does. Can't trust Mary Jane. Anyway, um, so then we. She yeah, he can't doesn't. trust that hoe. She you can't probably trust doesn't.
1: that hoe. Spider Man's number one mm-hmm. villain, Mary Jane. Jane. <laughs> Big <Biggest>. ups <laughs> <Biggest. laughs> This is the greatest thing that I think the, the, the Big Hutch has yes. ever contributed <laughs> uh, to this I, podcast is naming Mary Jane <laughs> as Spider Man's <Star-Warpy. laughs> That was awesome. He was
0: on his game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just so they're still trying to solve the mystery. In nineteen forty five we go to Cap's funeral. Uh, they're dead. Um, and he and Bucky are dead. And Namor's at the funeral. And for some reason, like, it was a couple panels later, like for some reason, he gets butt-ass naked down to his green panties. I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. Is that a version of a salute? Like, I don't understand. And he gets really mad that the, you know, that the army was trying to turn their deaths into a recruiting tool, which I kind of liked. I was like, hey, man, this ain't cool. They dead. And you're talking about, you know, we can get the next Bucky Barnes or Captain America. Hey, man, my friends is dead. So I did like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so...
1: So I think, I was trying to figure, this is the part I was trying to figure out, because they have this reverence for this Randall Peterson dude, and I was like, if you don't think I was Googling Randall (laughs) Peterson Marvel, you are fooling yourself, because I was trying to figure out what the fuck that was going on. So, so here's the thing, like, um, there were Captain Marvel comics, or Captain America, wait a minute, I'm not trying to contribute to the Captain Marvel Mm. controversy. Uh, Captain America comics that were published in the 50s, after World War 2 where he was like, it was a different Captain America, and he was fighting communists mm-hmm. and whatever. So I was trying to figure out, is was Randall Peterson mm-hmm. one of these guys or whatnot? Yeah, mm-hmm. So, but I, I feel like they were trying to wedge that in that, like, after Cap and Bucky were uh, either slash disappeared or slash retconned. Um, there were other people took mm-hmm. that mantle and that was not cool with Namor which I think was an interesting concept but it's not related to the Randall right. Peterson stuff right. but anyway I uh, was trying to figure out what, what they were talking about but that's the thing is they're like yeah they're dead but they can live on and that was not mm-hmm. cool with Namor so I I thought th- this particular part of it, it was like trying to address that piece of the Captain America yeah. history I mean yeah. it,
0: it you know, you're going back and telling a story, again, obviously, that we hadn't allegedly seen before. But the idea of, like, Namor's, like, story arc of whether it be a mystery or whatever to this point. Because when they go to present day, who's like, yeah, you know, Cap and Bucky, that was my boys. I'm getting down in my green panties, man, when they died or whatever. To the point where Cap is getting his ass beat all to be damned by Namor. To the point where, you know, he breaks his freaking scuba gear under the water. And, you know, Cap's about, oh, I'm about to die. And like, oh, I know, I stole Hydro pa- Hydro Man's powers, bitch. I control all the water. That shouldn't been with no human. You know, <laughs> I'm the man. You know, it's just like, golly, like, how, what what happened to the point where he got all the way here? And, you know, it, yeah. I, it, my thought, my, my note in here says, it's like they really could not determine if they wanted to keep Cap. And it's a wrestling term. If they wanted to keep or Cap, uh, um submariner, heel or face. Like they really couldn't figure this out. And I think he still lives in that world of being in between those. He's not a cool heel. He's clearly not a face. And they don't know what to do with him. And I think that's why, you know, he kind of suffers in right, books. Yeah. Like he's he really joins whichever side that they find it to be convenient. And I think that's kind of diluted the character a little bit. Like I mean he would be a great heel if they would let him be heel. But he's yeah, got this history of being a face.
1: Yeah, I think that I think they're trying to tell this story in yeah. reverse. Like, I think I think there's something that Randall Peterson did that's going to bring them all together. I think there's I think there's elements of the story that have not yet mm-hmm. been disclosed, and they're trying to tell in yeah. reverse. Right. Yeah. Um, I think you know the idea that he's siphoned off Hydro Man's power is interesting, and it makes his relationship with the Atlanteans that you know interesting as well so i i think there's something going on but i think the storytelling is clunky enough that it's it's hard to figure out what the fuck is going on and yeah even it they they need to work harder than they're working to get him above where he is yeah right i think
0: yeah but um, but you got to commit for the for the character at some point you know like he's either got to be good or he's got to be bad he lives way too in the middle yeah
1: yeah and they've tried to say there was there was an arc in the uh in the burn stories about like how like the sort of his mutant nature was the fact that he if he spends too much time in one environment or the other it leads Mm -hmm. to an imbalance and it leads him to going Mm -hmm. crazy and if that's if that's canon then okay but then let's figure out where we go from there he like he can't be stupid enough that he doesn't realize that right? right um
0: yeah, yeah, I, I don't just,
1: know. It, I, I, it's, it's weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: He's one of the most poorly used iconic characters I in I agree Marvel
2: with Marvel. that.
1: I mean, yeah, one of the oldest characters, period, too, which is you know, kind of yeah. sad that he's kind of relegated yeah. to this, yeah, on the, the fence-sitter kind of uh, position. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like when he shows up, there's, like, instant gravity, but the more he's around, yeah. it just... Doesn't make sense. Yeah, he, he falls gets. Apart. <laughs> yeah, he wins. <laughs> it's like the more the more they try to like tell his story and make it yeah. make sense, the whole thing yeah, just he, falls he apart. he But you know when he's when he shows up on his own or if he's Doc Doom's partner or whatever, it's like instant heat. cheap heat. But, like you, you gotta move off at yep, it. Yep, cheap heat. Because it's gonna. It yep, he gets cheap
0: heat. Like it's like you know he comes down. to You know again a wrestling thing. He comes down to the ring and it's like. Ah! But then you're like, why am I cheering for him again? Who is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's not you. Can, there's no continued anything there. I can't cheer for him on either side. So I'm just like indifferent about it. But whatever. Bucky is also in this or Winter Soldier is in this. He's doing reconnaissance for Hook Cap in the ocean or whatever. Um the Peterson house uh, when Namor goes back there, you know, he's been protecting his family for so many years for whatever they did for him. The sister or the mother or whoever the daughter says like, hey, you know, these people have been, um, you know, uh, kind of looking around. I gave him the picture of Charles Xavier. You know, I don't want to betray you. And he's like, hey, we're going to keep you alive where his minion is like, you got to kill this bitch and uh, <laughs> you know, cut in tape. <laughs> And that was pretty much it for number two. Like I can't remember if it was a five or six issue limited series for this. You know, it's going to be relatively short. This one, there was a lot, a lot going on that I guess progressed the story a little bit, but it really didn't progress that much from the end of issue one. It just kind of pushed it along a little bit. Um, not a lot of action either. Uh, you know, some things happened, but it wasn't a lot of action. Uh, just kind of a, a kind of a filler. It, it was kind of filler. So I mean, I was it was a hype. Uh, that's basically yeah. where I'm at. I'm pretty much thumbs in the middle. What do you think, brother B? Yeah,
1: I mean, I I think we like the first right. one a lot for right. the potential yeah. of it. And now it feels like we're in the middle exactly. slog. Yeah. Hmm. So you get your you get thumbs in the middle.
2: Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, spam man, thumbs up. Down in the middle. Uh, it. This is uh, pretty much in the middle. I mean, I like the artwork. It's kind of uh, rugged. I like the. Um, the did uh, one of the cuberts draw this? You said. Uh, or no, was, that uh, was I, Cap. I don't, I don't was know Cap, who's I'm doing I'm this one. Oh, uh,
1: uh, that. Yeah. So this was.
0: I had it written down.
1: I'll, I'll give you the the thing you don't want to <laughs> see. I,
0: th- I thought I had it in here. Uh, I no, look, no I didn't write
1: it, up, it down. But, Which is, um, yeah. but anyway, yeah. Carlos Mangio with Butch Guys? Oh, Butch Geis. that means. I've heard of Butch Geist. There's different art styles Not throughout. Either. Yeah, it looked consistent yeah. throughout. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just
2: episode just kind of jumps around a lot, so it's confusing a little bit. I, I had to kind of like uh, go back and look at the other stuff again to remind myself it was going on because i was like who is this guy again and was, what is happening again so it's like eh i mean it's mm-hmm. probably just my fault for not you know, reading it in a while but um and yeah and namor is just he's just kind of a nut right now so i'm just kind of like it was like, hey, what are you yeah. trying to do with this character so that it's like a little frustrating at times you know i don't i don't know what they're trying to do but i mean it was all right it's like his eye it's, it's okay
0: in their defense you know, so. In their defense, yeah. there was continuity, because they're still telling that story that happened in Avengers 10. Yep. So, uh, right. hey, Avengers whatever. Yep. Wow. So, yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Okay. still <laughs> some continuity there. All right. right. Uh, let's take off for, uh, Spider-Man, My, My, uh, scratch that, Miles Morales' Spider-Man, uh, one through three. And I'm doing this, we're going to kind of give it a, a brief story arc for the three books because this was the first arc of the Miles Morales book as he has been reintroduced back into the, uh, Marvel, Cine- or Marvel Cinematic, into the Marvel comic book universe. He had a book, Brendis went to DC, they had a few issues after Bendis left and then his book he got put on hiatus essentially for um, know, it was probably about six to eight months uh... but he had a movie come out and there's synergy y'all so uh... right before the spider-verse comes out and behold uh... there's a Spider-Miles a Morales Spider-Man book uh... it's written by uh... last name is Ahmed uh, the artist is Kara, Karan um, basically the book it kinda deals into the spider-verse history uh... into the spider-verse you know he's in school uh, some people know that he is Spider-Man. Um, primarily, Genki and one of his other roommates knows that he's Spider-Man. He's got a little girlfriend, and that's basi- the basis of the story. Is um, something happens to his girlfriend's nephew? Like he gets kidnapped or whatever, and there's a bunch of kids that have disappeared in his neighborhood. So Spider-Man has to go out and discover this because his girl is like, I don't know what happened to my nephew, and so he goes out and you know tries to figure this out for her. Um, his parents also know that he's Spider-Man too; it's not a mystery or anything like that. And so he's out looking for this and this kid, and he runs into the Rhino, and the Rhino is also looking for his girlfriend's kid. And so they have a lot of playful banter, essentially, over the first couple of issues of trying to figure this out. And, you know, all right, meet back, meet me back here tomorrow, you know, at whatever o'clock. You know, I got to go to school. I mean, there's a lot of playful banter between the two of them. The book is very well drawn, very well written as well. And, um, you know, the mystery of, you know, there was, uh, what was it, Tombstone was doing something. And then there was this new villain called the Taker. Uh, which is essentially like a, a oh no, the snatcher. There's <laughs> probably a bunch really? of jokes there that we can make. Yes, it was the snatcher. Uh, the snatcher is okay. in issue three. Yeah, but he doesn't snatch kids. He snatches souls. And so, like, if he if you lock onto his eyes, Medusa style, he can take over your body and control your whatever, which is how he was controlling all these kids. And he was, like, uh, kind of like a Trump-like villain. And he's like, you know, I want the borders control, you know, like that kind of bullshit. And yeah, I was like, okay, that wasn't necessary. But, you know, of course, Captain America makes an appearance in this book as well. Um, and I don't really remember why, but he does make an appearance. But between the three, between Rhino, Cap, and uh, Spider-Man, they're able to defeat the Snatcher and rescue the children. And, you know, three issues, like you know, three issues in, you know, little boys are returned to their, you know, Uh, cousins or aunties or whatever and everybody's living happily ever after I'm not not downplaying this book at all I think it is a well written book for like the wonder crowd like that's basically what it is because we have this problem with Miles Morales Spider-Man that we've always had since he's been around is that he has no villain set and that's always going to be a problem because really all he is doing is fighting recycled Spider-Man villains villains. that Spider-Man has beaten over and over and over again. Again, if you're trying to introduce the snatcher to me, um, we're going to have problems because that's a terrible villain uh, with a terrible power set and a terrible backstory. And so everybody, at least me, the only interest in the book was like, okay, he has an interaction with the rhino who's trying to be good now. You know, like a lot of Spider-Man villains are reformed later in life. Um, After taking all them L's, I don't see how you could not be reformed. And um, so he you know it's a fun it's a fun book for like like my age son like 13 years old 14 like for that but if you were a longtime spider-man fan it's just like okay it's cool that it's miles but i've kind of seen a version of this story with peter parker for 35 years so why is this different or why should i invest like money and time into this that's kind of how i viewed it i'm not saying that it's bad i think it's actually pretty good but it's just it's just a rehash. Again, comics are all rehashes. I get that part, but it's just a rehash. And it for me, not for long-term comic book fans, but definitely not long-term Spider-Man fans, because you've definitely seen this story before. Sam, man, you read the first two issues. What you think?
2: Well, before it was, it was fine. Uh, like you said, it's not overly complicated. It's kind of like, you know day in the life of the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man, and. Uh, um... They basically kind of just quickly bring you up to speed on what's in his life, what's been going on, and bring in this um, off-the-street villain that we've never seen before, his new villain. Um, and you know, like you said, the the Spider-Man Rose Gallery, Rose Gallery cast-offs, <laughs> yep. basically. Which yeah, they are gonna keep running into that, and even the uh, cameo by Cap, uh, which uh, kind of like, wow, what's what's he doing here too? So you know kind of like trying to legitimize him even you know a little more i guess yep, so, get the robe I mean, yep yeah 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 so i mean it's fine it's uh you know i would give it a slightly thumbs up uh uh i like miles morales i do but it's um uh, but i just wonder like what in the world they're going to do with him Is It was just another yep. spider-man i just yeah. even now i'm just kind of like wow it's what are, the yep. world are you going to do it's- with this character so, yeah, and the
0: Spider-Verse yeah. told us that there could be multiple spider mans but again, the villains are all going to yeah. be the same, and that's just going exactly. to be a problem eventually. Like unless you can commit to the idea of he's going to have a different rogue gallery and could create credible rogues yeah. for him over time, it's always going to be a problem. And yeah, you well, know, I mean, when and he again, was in his own universe,
2: you know, he could they could keep them separate a little bit, but now yeah. they're you know the same. In the same universe, in the mainstream Marvel universe, it's gonna be you know, yeah. it's gonna be an issue. So, uh, wish him yeah. luck. It's
0: like, oh no, I'm fighting the Rhino. Hey Peter, how did you defeat him? Well, I did this. All right. All right. <laughs> no like I mean, that's really basically what we're doing here. So I'm, I mean, I want him to have you know again, if you're repeating a character. It's a Plessy versus Ferguson character. You're gonna repeat the villains too. Then you, uh, what's the point? that's basically it but i this book the first three issues i give a like thumbs up like for what it is uh, like i think it's perfect for like that introductory teenage reader who's never read a peter parker spider-man book before and they am like wow this is freaking awesome but if you've got a bunch <laughs> of history of peter parker you're like man i've definitely seen this story before so all right, right. let's jump into the fantastic four number seven Uh, This book started off season four for us. It was the the lead book for season four. We are into season five. We're up to issue seven. We're going to bring Brother Beavis back into the podcast as he leads us through another confusing book. Although I don't think it was as confusing as the other two.
1: Yeah, this one just followed up from the last part of the story. And there's a... The first couple pages are like classic Doom origin. That if you... You know if you want to see doom as a sympathetic character or 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 you don't even really care about the sympathy and you just like him the design and you're willing to say i like doom better than fantastic four this is sort of the thing you get like so you know there's a little bit of dialogue about how there was a uh, a, a, a di- dictator who his his queen was sick and he turned to this gypsy healer and gypsy healers failed him which became a scapegoat and uh, the dooms like uh, fled from that and made sure that their child survived so that's that's like the best probably the, like the most compelling mm. part of the this issue is the first page where you get that little flavor of doom and I think it's appropriate at this point to like say like doom is yeah. awesome <laughs> doom, Right. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to hear each of you you know share your thoughts on doom
0: uh he's awesome um and so all I of mean. his iterations he's very awesome uh, and he's you know we do three questions every day on Facebook or whatever underrated overrated properly rated he's probably underrated in terms of his use in the Marvel right. universe
1: yeah
0: um, right. because he, as much as they use him he's probably still
2: underrated yeah. saying yeah, me I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, probably If he's written correctly, oh, he's definitely underrated. And, I mean, he is such a good villain. I mean, remember, this is the character that um, inspired Darth Vader. And this is who uh, George Lucas got it off of. He was thinking of Dr. Doom. And so, I mean, there's a reason that he's, you know that he's great. And <laughs> he's the, by far the best villain in, probably in the Marvel Universe. I used to prefer Magneto, but uh, even I got to admit, uh, Doom probably surpasses him
1: he's um he's just that bastard you know <laughs> but he'd love to hate him yeah 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 it's funny I think Doom could be Doom could easily be a uh a Thanos level villain oh, easily. for he a easily. Arc. yeah and 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 in the same way that I guess Magneto has been for the X-Men but Magneto could have been so much more <clears throat> um yeah but yeah, I mean, so I think this uh, I think in in some ways this is a good Fantastic Four story. I think there are some problematic elements of this. Um, and, and essentially the whole story is this is Doom like, uh, it's almost like a, a an advertisement for Doom. Because he has staged this whole situation where Galactus has come to Earth and he is going to fight them, and even though the Fantastic Four are not allowed to be there because of the international constraints that he's put on them, he's will- begrudgingly willing to accept their their help, which is really part mm-hmm. of his plot. Mm-hmm. So, the problematic part is uh, so he knows how to deal with with uh, with Mister Fantastic and the Thing, and. and <laughs> And uh, the Human Torch, but <laughs> <laughs> he sort of reverts the Invisible and to yeah. the 1960s yeah. protect the women and children.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because even though in modern days we know her as the single most powerful member of the Fantastic mm. Four, she is an afterthought that's put out on, uh, like you know. Uh, collateral yeah. defense. Right. This is like a, this is booster gold <laughs> level <laughs> yeah. responsibility. Booster gold. <laughs> <Wow>. Yeah. agreed. <laughs> to throw out a, to throw a bone to to, to, <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. Big Hutch. Wow.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Um. So and then then there's a bunch of shenanigans and then there's this whole storyline about how Galactus is the life. The life giver and they either do or don't know that and that that was the part that was confusing for me is like that was a surprise to mr. that was the
0: uh story and we kind of we had touched on that story uh during uh, a previous season when we were reading the ultimates and then we got confused and you read a different version of the ultimates or whatever about where they had told that whole story where the ultimates had gone into Galactus's origin and turned him into the life bringer, not the, the chaos bringer. And they had told this story, and that's where during the middle of that thing, whole thing, they Scooby-Doo explained it to Reed and Sue because they weren't there during this time. They were all calling out saving <laughs> multiverses. And so they're like, oh yeah, by the way, and let's rewind and tell you this whole story in like four panels about what happened. And so they're trying to doom is telling them that so like oh you know we're gonna try to change him around even though part of his plot was to do that but then to do something else to galactus you know i that might I say man you texted that it was like an old school fantastic four story and i did there was just a lot going on like then they were doing those little yeah. tiny panels to tell the story and i was like man my eyes can't read all of this for one, yeah. Oh, for i oh it. i had to
2: increase it yeah yeah <laughs> i <had to> <laughs>
0: You know, too, and, you know, it gave you for a good book. I, I think we've run, I mean, at the early parts of this, we ran slot Dan slot on writing this book. It's like, man, this book was kind of weird the first, like, two or three issues. But then it's hit a stride after the last, you know, few or whatever, it just touched on some points for me that I was just like, okay. And one, one of them being like, man, I don't really know what they're going to do with this because, again, you're painting yourself into a corner. What did you think of Brother Beavis about to part with? you know, Franklin and Valeria, you know, oh, we're going to, like, go and join, and join the fight, you know, get out, you know, you rap
1: scallions, get back into the bed, and, you know, no dinner for yeah, you. well, <laughs> you know, I the the thing with them is, like, when they, they reach their conclusion of their story, I'm trying to find the page, but they're, like, the scene that they finish off on, there are some nefarious yeah. alien pointy-headed mm-hmm. aliens outside yeah, the window yeah. so it's like as if their story is still separate from this main story arc. But, but, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, yeah which is great which is fine but don't yeah so so what are we mm-hmm. doing here is the yeah I, I i i generally
0: interested to see if they keep them around like if they don't wind up future foundationing themselves out of the book or into a different book, because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and I think I feel like they can't because in this book, they're saying when we were in the future foundation, we had a purpose, and now we're completely mm-hmm. irrelevant. I feel like the fact that they're calling it out like the same things we're seeing as readers, they've got to do something with them, that makes but, no, sense I agree. but as yeah.
0: as as readers, Who in the hell is looking for a Valeria and Franklin Richards story? Like, I don't think anybody is. I mean, I just just don't.
1: Well, okay. So, but, of all the people that are looking for Marvel stories, how many people are looking for Fantastic Four stories? No, yeah. And so, if if Valeria and Franklin are the vehicle to get more people interested, then there it is. I don't know that that's a great strategy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I but
0: agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I, I just thought that that part was like, oh, yeah, by the way, these other two kids who are really, really powerful um, are sitting at home not being able to do anything. And, you know, the, the battle with the Fantastic Four and Galactus and, is it Victorious? Is that her name? That Doom, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah, jig rigged her up to have the power cosmic. We get Johnny Mm. to do the power, uh, the, uh, to go supernova, which I've always enjoyed, Mm -hmm. like, when he does it in comics. It's like one of my favorite things in comic books when he goes supernova. Um, and, you know, which completely knocks him out, too. Like, it's like, I can do it, and then I'm done.
1: And, uh, you know. Oh, wait, but, but, is this accurate? He says, when I go supernova, I'm exhibiting yeah, the yeah, power that scene like, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> like a red guy <laughs> um, uh-huh. I, I, I
0: mean I just I mean I don't know I, I mean I thought it was alright uh, you know I don't know uh, Ben almost dying and then hulking up at the end after Sue gets the hot tag saved you know he's like <laughs> hey I'm not gonna
1: die because I'm married I'm like uh, you clearly yeah, haven't yeah. been married okay. long enough, nigger, because... Well, so that was the thing that, that hit me. It was like, so is thing... Does, is there something going on with the thing that he can actually absorb yeah. this more than he should be able to? Because he should have yes, been defeated. And
0: sure. Yeah, for sure. And make my side marriage joke or whatever. Look, nigga, if you get a chance to get out, get out. Damn, that's
1: the same. <laughs> <laughs> you, just got, you just got a chance. And so here's the other thing. is like... Here's a question, like to me, the Secret Wars is the apex of the Fantastic Four, and have they ever been better? And are they ever going to be better than the Secret Wars?
0: <clears throat> well, well, Burns Run comes after that, you know, and what yeah. the Trial of Galactus and yeah. stuff that comes after that. So I think they they had a, a, a brief run. Uh, no, Galactus is that after? Was way before. Child Galactus that, was before uh, that? Okay. Way it was. before. Yeah. yeah, then no. <laughs> then I <laughs> need my answer. Then no. Uh, because the stories that came after that were not that great. Look, and as I was reading this book, they still haven't gone to, you know, read I'm super smart and I'm using $1,000 words when I can use $2 words. They haven't gone to that version yet, and I think hopefully that's purposeful i think thinking that it is because it probably has an MCU tie into it. Look at, they're trying to make him more relatable. And, like, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just find this version that has come out of this so far a much more likable version of the team. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just, but where, yeah. you, but you're right. Like, where does it go? You know, like, you you know, you're telling a Galactic story eight stories into this day, or seven issues into this book. Like, uh, you know, that's, you cover, you Doom and, and Galactus are in the first seven issues of this damn series. Like, you know, there's no place to go, really, but down from there, in terms of, at least in terms of the villainhood, so, you know, kind of right. where you're going to go.
1: Yeah, wait, wait till the wizard yeah. comes in. <laughs> yeah. Totally
0: open hey, the Pete. you gotta get some time in there, too. Uh, I just, I, yeah, it's... Uh, we do get the ultimate nullifier as well, which is kind of a throwback as well.
1: Yeah, yeah the fake. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool, like, the way he yeah. was like, oh, whatever. So the whole thing with, like, Doom belittling Reed, that seems like the undercurrent mm-hmm. of the story. Like, it, it, like several issues down the road, Reed's going to be like, see, now I told you why you didn't need to read. Yeah. The
2: pitch.
1: But, like, uh-huh. Reed figures out, like, oh, if 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 all I can do is with my hand, then I'm going to pretend my hand's <laughs> out. Tomorrow. So there's no. some stuff there that I don't know if they're going to work it out down the road. But yeah, this whole th- again, this whole thing seems about seems to be about Doom demonstrating his dominance over Reed, and then Reed's have struggling mm-hmm. to deal with that. And and that's a good Fantastic Four story. And maybe there's more right. here. But yeah, I. I don't see how it's going um, so the far. The book
0: ends with uh, Galactus, you know, going down and falling into the mountain, and Re and uh, Doom is gonna use his great power force to energize, use him as energy for the country or whatever like that. Then Reed's like, "Man, that's not that's a terrible thing to do." He was like, "Yeah, whatever. Thanks for your help." Zap, and he zaps him out, <laughs> and that's the end of the issue. You know, he's sending them somewhere. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the book. It's like, okay, like. I you know, it just kinda ends on that. And again, that's a very fantastic for y way to end that to yeah. end an issue, you know, where exact yeah. them out into some other dimension or someplace else. I I, I thought it was fine. I, I, I liked it. I, I mean they told a, a Galactus story essentially in two
1: issues and wrapped it up. You know, they <laughs> didn't take hard to years do. and days. We've we've run other episodes we've run other issues of the yeah. series. This is not a, this is not no, an yeah,
0: issue. Yeah, I, I was right. perfectly fine with that part of it. And again, where does it go from here? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think my bigger issue was like the, the Valeria and Franklin thing is going to be an issue for me. Now watch. Mm. Damn issue eight is going to probably be like, oh, these aliens that were going after Valeria and Franklin. It's going to be something that we have, that, like that's going to be something that they deal with primarily in issue eight. And i'm gonna run it to death on this podcast like we've got beep 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 <laughs> because no i don't have any yeah. desire to see any of that keep it to the core for and again you know burdening kids with superheroes or kids with superheroes you're going to have this you know and like I, there was a portion of me that was like you know what y'all keep building multiverses you know we'll be bad parents you know, keep us updated. <laughs> you know, on FaceTime us every once in a and just leave them out in space with Artie and the rest of them. Sorry, fuckers. You know, and just be done with it. And but they're not going to do that because that would make them really bad parents. But all right, yeah, I'm thumbs up though. Like I like that. Uh, where are you at, brother Beavis? Up, down, middle. All
1: right, it's fine. It's it's good as a Fantastic Four story is mm-hmm. going to be. Okay.
2: So, I'm up. Mm-hmm. Same in. Um, thumbs up I mean it, it runs Really rapidly Like you know For a book Dealing with Possibly the uh, Most powerful being In the Marvel Universe One of them anyway And in two issues They kind of Kind of beat him At least I mean obviously There's more to come But uh, Like I said like when, when the text changed It does have That Fantastic Four Feel to it At least I thought so Yeah uh, But yeah It's not perfect Like you said The the, the, the thing with the kids That is going to be a, Kind of an anchor for them going forward, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Possibly, anyway. Yeah, they're going to have to get some decent writing out of this to, you know, to keep this going. Uh, but you know, Marvel wants to keep the Fantastic Four, you know, uh, going. You know, obviously they're coming back, and then the MCU they're going to be introduced probably in the next year or so. So it's going to be in their vested interest to keep them uh, uh, relevant. So I think they're going to be around for a while. So yeah, yeah
0: thumbs up. I posted. I posted something on Twitter that, like, after seeing the Dark Phoenix trailer, that uh, at the end of Dark Phoenix, they should do a camera pull-out, Brother Beavis, where there's like a little kid that like has a whole universe in, in a snow globe, and it'd be Franklin Richards, and he just bound the Fox universe into this little freaking snow globe, like he did Heroes Return. (laughs) <laughs> I was like alright well, that's the end of Fox thank you like, that's the end of it then you introduce Franklin Richards and whatever that's it that's the end of it uh, anyway alright our last book of the night because we always end on the X-Men this will be a brief review because we are way over our allotted time slot um is age of x-men the extremist uh williams is the uh, writer uh george uh, gentry is the artist there i've met him so many times he lives down here somewhere i see him i'd be willing to bet i'm going to see him at this con tomorrow uh george gentry anyway um basically um, the X-Men Extremist is a team, it consists of Psylocke, Jubilee, Iceman, who's in bondage all the time, so take that for what it's worth, like his outfit looks like he's doing bondage, like uh, BDSM stuff, Northstar, and the Blob is the leader, essentially, and essentially the book is about, like, people, like, love is forbidden in this world, like, they people can't get their freak on, um, in this age of X Men for whatever reason. Uh I don't know if it's the codex, like in Superman or whatever, you don't need to have yeah. natural birth babies or whatever. But pretty much there's well, there's no the natural, natural, natural birth. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. yeah, there's no natural birth. Yeah, Bishop probably has something to do with that. And so this team goes <laughs> and hunts down anybody that's um like doing it. Like any mutants that are doing it or whatever. Or any they feelings, hunt them down. Yeah. Yeah, and then they send yeah they send them off to this thing. So they get an alert like the fucking men in black. They're like, hey, wait a minute. They're fucking. All right, well, we got to go get them. And um, so they get the team together. I mean, the, the beginning of the book is all jokes with Jubilee and, and Iceman joking about stupid stuff. And Northstar is, like, completely oblivious to everything that happens there. He doesn't, like, even when they go to capture the people, he sits in the van, you know, like the dad. Like, you kids go out and do what you're going to do. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and uh they go capture some mutant that can turn into a rat like that's her power and Iceman puts them on ice and then they you know they take them off to do whatever they you know they send them to this thing that bishop already got sent to in the first age of x-men book uh or x-man i mean it, no that's basically it i mean the book was kind of dumb uh five issues of this will be really more dumb It's kind of unnecessary. Again, the overall arc of this Age of X-Men, you know, we've reviewed a couple of books so far and it hasn't been that bad. This was not one of the better ones, uh, to say the least. Um, You know, it it didn't take itself seriously, so I couldn't take it seriously. Um, And again, you have the blob as the leader of this team, so there's that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's that. I mean, that's basically all I could say
2: about it. uh, Sandman, you read that? How would you think? Uh the book—it was kind of goofy, and the, the tone. And if you guys remember the um uh, the main X Men book for this universe, whether the one we had Jean Grey and mm-hmm. Bishop and all that, they they make an appearance, I believe, in that book, and their yeah, uh, whole uh, demeanor is very different in that book. They're kind of grim, dark, and yeah. oh, very serious. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's kind of what I was expecting when I read this, and it's not that way at all. So they kind of threw me for a loop, and I was like, okay, what, what the hell's the deal? It's kind of like a, it was like a sitcom, you know? Yeah, this,
0: you that's know, a good way cool. of putting it. Yeah, the first like yeah, five yeah. pages, it was like, what the hell is this? It's way too jokey, exactly. way funny. Like, oh, you know, the difference between baking paper. I was just like, oh,
2: you're killing me. Oh, yeah, you yeah, they wouldn't let that go for a while. I was like, all no, right. No, they ran for that the joke forever. Sake. It was like, oh, yeah. oh that
0: was Jubilee and Iceman are having this back and forth. They're so funny together. I'm like, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It nope. was awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. yeah so th- it, uh, there's nothing that you can, yeah. You can't save Jubilee. It's just a bad character. They should kill it. <laughs> but there's no saving that character. Uh, Different uh, universes, it doesn't really
2: matter. Um, but yeah, but they don't know what, what to me. do with her. Yeah, she was a vampire for like five minutes, and then now she's back to normal. Yeah, I guess, so yeah. she's got a son now, also everything.
0: in the. Yeah, she was a teen yeah, mom, which, also
2: in the yeah. universe too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's strange. That's it's like, strange. Yeah, so yeah, thumbs
0: uh, down for me. I'm I was good. Way thumbs too. down. Yep, thumbs down. Yeah. That's the first like real miss like for these books. Like the other the other books have actually been okay. This is the first miss in this uh universe of five issues or whatever. Um, but but well, all right. So, yeah, we went way over our lot at normal time, folks. Thank you for hanging with us as long as we have. Um, yeah, that's it. Like I said, we have one more episode after this one, which will be after we see Captain Marvel. I got my tickets for Thursday night. I'll be all set and ready. Um, Same Brothers here. Comics News. Tomorrow I'll be uh, headed to West Palm Beach, about a 45-minute drive for me. Uh, To go to Comic-Con Revolution, they were kind enough to give me media and press access, so I'll be there for sure Saturday. I did hear that one of my favorite Archie artists that was going to be on the panel pulled out there today. So uh, I'm still going to go to the panel, but uh, yeah, Archie pulled out. out. Uh, And uh, I'm going to still go, but uh, there was that. And then, like I said, there's the Claremont X-Men panel that I'm definitely going to attend. Um, Got lots of batteries and the camera for that because (laughs) he's going to talk a long time.
1: But we got that
0: uh, Hutch, Hutch and Female Perspective will be headed to South Carolina Comic Con the next weekend in Greenville, South Carolina. So we got those two cons coming up, and then really we're just waiting for the granddaddy of them all for the southeastern Florida people, which is Florida uh, Mega Con in Orlando, which is in the middle of May or so, which will be after Infinity War or not Infinity War Endgame. So uh, lots of lots of cons coming up. So good times for that uh that's really it yeah so thank you for hanging with us we ran a little long tonight uh not our normal uh shortness short podcast so uh thanks for hanging on it was blurred notes man i just couldn't get out of it it's all good though all right so remember, you're to find this podcast on soundcloud itunes stitcher google play uh rate review subscribe you can find me at brothers comics uh b-r-o-t-h-a-s-c-o-m-i-c-s on facebook twitter instagram even tumblr i have a tumblr now uh, you can find it, uh, Brothers Comics on all those spots. You can find the Sandman at Sandman415 on the Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, if you got a question, you know, hit us up. We'll love to uh, chat you up with some comments and stuff. Uh, Brother Beavis is in the ether as well as Big Hotch. So that's it. So as the X-Men the animated movie, movie and the X-Men animated music starts to play us out, uh, good night. Uh, everybody go ahead and sign off. Sandman, go ahead and sign off.
2: Sirenara people. We'll see you on the next episode.
0: Yes, man. the we'll close out season five. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off.
1: All right. See you. Looking for yes. Captain Marvel. See That's you it. All side. right. We'll see
0: everybody uh, next week with our reviews. Peace. Peace out.